the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jesus died on the cross for our transgressions. He died on the cross for our sins and our iniquities. Isaiah 53, 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Bruises can linger, changing from dark blue to green and yellow. They are a visible reminder that an injury occurred. Jesus was bruised for iniquities, immoral acts of wickedness. Today, Pastor Dan talks about how Jesus was wounded for transgressions, people going against God's laws. The good news is this. Jesus rose from the grave. He suffered and died, but did not stay defeated. He rose. A bruise may linger, but Jesus wipes away sin and offers forgiveness. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Just as one 490-year period of time for Israel was ending, another 490-year period of time for the nation was prophetically revealed to Daniel. He's looking back and God's saying, this is what I'm going to do in the future. You're looking back at the past 490 years of disobedience and you're repenting, and now I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do in the final 490 years of the nation. And as I said, it's going to actually go all the way into the kingdom age. Now, for you Bible nerds like me, Matthew 18, verse 8, Peter asks Jesus, and he says to Jesus, how often should we forgive someone who sins against us up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. What was Jesus referring to by saying up to 70 times seven? He's referring to Daniel chapter nine. He's not saying forgive people 490 times or forgive people a whole lot of times. He's saying forgive people until my kingdom comes. Until the kingdom age comes in. So look at verse 24 again. 70 weeks are determined. The word determined means marked out. God's laid out 70 weeks of years, 490 years are marked out. He says, look, for your people and for your holy city. Now, who are Daniel's people? The Jewish people. What is Daniel's holy city? Jerusalem. 
So this is a prophecy specifically about the Jewish people and the city of Jerusalem. It's not about any other group. It's not about the church. This is not about God's future plan for the church. This doesn't concern the Gentile church. This prophecy is about God's future plan for the Jewish people and their city, Jerusalem. And this passage shows us that God is not finished with the Jewish people. And he's not finished with the nation of Israel. The church hasn't replaced the Jewish people. Church hasn't replaced Israel. God still has a a plan and a purpose for his people. He says here during this 490 year period that God has decreed for the Jewish people that he will accomplish six things listed in verse 24. Six things listed in verse 24 to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins. And just think about what you're reading here. To make an end of sins. To make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness. To seal up vision and prophecy. And to anoint the most holy. This is exactly what Daniel was praying for in the first half of the chapter. In fact, look back at verse 16. In his prayer, Daniel said, O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. Oh, Lord, hear. Oh, Lord, forgive. Oh, Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. And God now answers Daniel by telling him that he has a plan for his people, for the Jewish people and for the city of Jerusalem that will finish the transgression. That's going to bring an end to sins. That's going to make reconciliation for iniquity. That's going to bring in everlasting righteousness. That's going to seal up vision and prophecy and anoint the most holy. Speaking of the holy of holies of the temple. So this is the answer to the prayer. This is exactly what Daniel, this is way beyond what Daniel's praying for. Notice it says, finish the transgression. It's referring to one specific transgression. The word transgression, it literally means rebellion. God's plan will end the rebellion of Israel. What is the one big transgression of the Jewish people? They rejected Jesus Christ as their Messiah. During the the tribulation period, they will come to put their trust in Jesus Christ, finally. Just a couple verses for you. I'll read to you Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. There it says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. 
And so all Israel will be saved after the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Right now we live in the time of the Gentiles. We've talked about that. The fullness of the Gentiles is when, you know, the final Gentile that will be saved gets saved. And then God's going to turn back to the Jewish people and the focus will be back on the Jewish people, back on Israel. And then all of Israel will be saved. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. There God says, again, he's speaking about the last days here, the end of the age. I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Listen to what it says. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. This is God speaking. And God says of the Jewish people, they will look on me whom they pierce. Well, when did they pierce God? They crucified Jesus Christ. He says here at the end of the age, he's going to pour out his spirit and the Jewish people will look on him whom they pierced and they will mourn. And so they will come to Christ during the tribulation period. And there will be a finish to the transgression. Look at verse 24 again. God's plan for the Jewish people will also make an end of sins. An end of sins. God will deal with this one great transgression and daily sin. Sin will end. This seems to be looking even even maybe beyond the, the kingdom age of Christ to the new Jerusalem. The new heavens and the new earth where there is no corruption, where there is no sin. God's plan will make reconciliation for iniquity. Iniquity speaks of the sin nature that we all have. The word reconciliation is the word atonement. So here he tells Daniel, he's, he's gonna, God is going to make atonement. This is his future plan. God will make atonement for the sin nature. Now, did you notice that with these first three objectives, they all have to do with sin? Transgression, iniquity, and sin. The last three will have to do with righteousness. The first three, of course, were accomplished when Jesus came the first time. And died on the cross. He died for transgression. He died for sins. He died for iniquity. They'll have their ultimate fulfillment in the kingdom age. This is written specifically about the Jewish people. But it's also true for us too. Jesus died on the cross for our transgressions. He died on the cross for our sins and our iniquities. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Look at verse 24 again. God's plan for the Jewish people and their city, Jerusalem, will bring in everlasting righteousness. So again, this is going to take place in the kingdom age when Jesus Christ is reigning as king over all the earth. The kingdom age will be an age of righteousness on the earth. Jeremiah 23 says, behold, the days are coming, 
says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. It's telling us there one day God's going to raise up a king to reign and prosper on the earth and to execute judgment and righteousness. And his name will be the Lord, our righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness and he will reign in righteousness. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Isn't that what you're longing for in the world? Have you looked at the news at all? And you see just how broken the world is? And you just you want, it, you want righteousness. You just want things to be right. Because things just seem so upside down and broken and wrong. That righteousness will come. When Jesus Christ comes and establishes his kingdom on the earth and reigns as king of kings and Lord of lords, he'll be the Lord, our righteousness. Now look at verse 24. Once again, God's plan will also seal up vision and prophecy. That means every prophecy in the Bible will be completely fulfilled. So again, this seems to be looking all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, New heavens, new earth, new Jerusalem, when all of the prophecies of the Bible are finally completely fulfilled. And then it says, and to anoint the most holy, meaning the holy of holies, in the temple. And I believe this is referring to the the kingdom age temple that the Lord Jesus Christ himself will build during the kingdom age, during the millennium. He's going to anoint the holy of holies. These six objectives that are mentioned in verse 24 are fulfilled by the Messiah who who is yet to come in Daniel's day. We're looking back. We know that it's Jesus Christ. He's looking ahead. He's going to fulfill all of these six objectives, Jesus Christ. And so that brings us to verse 25, where we have this incredible prophecy where God tells Daniel when the Messiah would come in the 70 weeks, there's 490 years here that we're talking about, the final 490 years of the Daniel's people and of his holy city. And in verse 25, God tells Daniel when the Messiah would come within the 70 years down to the year. Some have even calculated down to the day that the Messiah would come. That's pretty precise. This isn't like some general foggy, maybe it means this, maybe it means that. It's a very precise prophecy that we have here about the coming of the Messiah. He says, verse 25, 
Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street will be built again and the wall even in troublesome time. So first of all, he says, know therefore and understand. This is something God wants us to know. This is something God wants us to understand. And God tells Daniel and us from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until the Messiah, the prince comes, will be 70 weeks. Remember, weeks are years here and 62 weeks or a total of 69 weeks of years. Right. Seven plus 62, 69. Remember, we said a week is a unit of seven years. So we're talking about 483 years. 69 times seven equals 483. That's how I got that number. So he tells us here from the command to restore and build Jerusalem, you can start counting. And when that command is given, there will be 483 years until the Messiah comes. And it's divided into two sections, seven weeks and 62 weeks, because it'll take seven weeks of years to rebuild Jerusalem. Remember, that's the command, to rebuild and restore Jerusalem. That's going to take seven weeks of years or 49 years. And then after that, there's going to be an additional 62 weeks or 434 years. All totaled, it's going to be 483 years. So when that command is given to rebuild Jerusalem, remember, Jerusalem's in ruins at this point. But when the command to rebuild Jerusalem is given, you can start the clock and 483 years later, the Messiah will come. So when was the command given to restore and build Jerusalem? Turn with me over to Nehemiah chapter two. Have I thoroughly lost you guys yet? (laughs) You didn't sound very confident. Nehemiah chapter two, Nehemiah chapter two, verse one, and it came to pass. In the month of Nisan, that's not the car, the month of Nisan corresponds to the month of March on our calendar. So you could say, it came to pass in the month of March, in the 20th year, so there's a time stamp for us, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Nehemiah is the cupbearer for the king. Now, I had never been sad in his presence before. Therefore, the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. And I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tomb, lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Speaking of Jerusalem. Then the king said to me, well, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said to the king, this is when you shoot up one of those real quick prayers, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me, the queen also sitting beside him, how long will your journey be, and when will you return? And so it pleased the king to send me. And I set him a time. Furthermore, I said to the king, well, if it pleases the king, 
let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. So it's the month of Nisan, which is March. And it's we're told back in verse one that it's the 20th year of King Artaxerxes that he gives the command to Nehemiah to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the city. The 20th year of Artaxerxes was the year 444 B.C. Some calculated to 445 B.C. That's fine. But it's 444 B.C. So in March, okay, so March of 444 B.C., the command was given to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. So the clock starts and Daniel tells us, turn back to Daniel. Daniel tells us 483 years after this command, the Messiah will come to the city of Jerusalem that's being rebuilt. Now, in the Old Testament, they used a 360-day a year calendar, not a 365-day calendar. So 483 years, just so you know the math, it's 173,880 days. So when that command's given, boom, you can start the clock. You can start counting 173,880 days. It's going to take you to the year 33 A.D. March of 33 A.D., most scholars believe that's when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross. The week before he's crucified, the Sunday before he's crucified, Jesus comes into Jerusalem. You know the story. We call it Palm Sunday. He's riding on a donkey and he made his triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. And he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey to fulfill the prophecy in Zechariah 9, 9, which says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation. He's lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So you have this prophecy in Zechariah 9. It says, you're going to recognize your king. He's going to come. He's going to bring salvation. You'll recognize him because he's going to come into town, into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey. And it's interesting that that is the only time in Jesus's public ministry that he ever presented himself as king. And it's the only time that Jesus allowed himself to be worshipped as the king. Luke chapter 19. This is the triumphal entry when Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem on the donkey, fulfilling the prophecy from Zechariah 9 that your king comes bringing salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. And he comes in. And it says in verse 37, Luke 19, 37, then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The the crowd begins to rejoice and sing And they're singing from Psalm 118. 
It's interesting, just two verses above that in Psalm 118, it says, This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We'll rejoice in this day. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.